Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-renowned animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. And you can log on to thepetpsychic.com, that's thepetpsychic.com, for all things animal communication as well as other services and tips provided by Laura the Pet Psychic. Call in right now if you want to be on the show at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. The chat room is open. We're in there chatting. You can um, type questions for both Laura and I or talk about your animals and talk to the other listeners in there. So, Check that out. Um, so, Laura, I saw that photo of Seymora <laughs> in her new spot. I know. So, Seymora, who's my blue and gold parrot, she has, she spends a lot of time outside. In the morning, she goes for a hike with us. And then when we come home, she usually goes, like, on a tree or we put her somewhere. But beyond the tree, she's been getting, like, a little bit. She'll spend, like, an hour on the tree, and then she'll be, like, walking through the house, and I'll be working, and she'll be, like, like in the armoire when I'm trying to get my shoes all up in the armoire, and there's Seymour's popping out of the armoire. So, um, so my boyfriend decided to put her on the clothesline outside, which is all wood. And um, so she's been out there in the mornings, but then I get worried about her because the sun comes. And I have to, when I'm working, so I have to run back out there and get her and make sure. So I said to my boyfriend the other day, I don't know about this whole Seymour on the clothesline thing because I'm worried the sun is going to hit her. And so today I go out there to get her and there's this umbrella that is just like a rain umbrella <laughs> that's been tied to the clothesline. Oh, <laughs> I know. So Seymour is now cruising around on the clothesline with the umbrella. But if she's not happy, she usually screams. She makes lots of noise. So she's been like digging it up there. She really likes it. Oh, let's ask her. Okay, Seymoura, what do you think of the clothesline and the umbrella? When I'm up here, I feel close to the sky. And now that the umbrella's here. I know a hawk won't get me because it has scary points. And I'll bet the hawk will think they're they're Jaws. I thought it was Jaws at first. But now I'm really comfortable. And when you give me water up here and an orange is perfect. (laughs) I haven't given her an orange yet up there. Like, hint, hint, orange. More oranges, please. Oh, that is awesome. We'll see more. I'm so excited for your new hangout spot. That's so cool. I know. It's such a cool spot. That is awesome. And, you know, um, a little update in my household here. We got Fenway, my new puppy. He was a 15-month-old Aussie doodle. And, uh, you know, it's like, what, week 
two or three now that he's been oh in with right me. yeah and so I don't know if I've shared this with the audience before maybe I did but um, Ventura who is my old Dalmatian does make appearances on the show sometimes saying that he was going to come back and he kept hinting that he was coming back soon to me and you know I don't know if I believe in all this you know, reincarnation, animals coming back, and all this pet psychic stuff, because <laughs> I'm a skeptic, but then I do, and I want to, and then I don't, and, you know, so that's like, I'm always at a battle with this whole, you know, weird psychic You're world. You're so crazy. Just admit it. That's like the craziest thing. It's like some people, they believe it, they just can't admit it. You're one of those people. I don't know if I really do believe it, I mean, though. I think always, I'm always like, ghostbusting and, like, talking to dead spirits <laughs> and, like, like, if you didn't believe it, you wouldn't be going, like, ghostbusting. I know, but it's fun. Like, I I think it's really cool, like, the paranormal. Okay, so I love let me, all that just, stuff. Let me just explore this for a second. Now, if, okay, let's say I can't talk to the dead, right? Let's just say. Mm-hmm. Then, like, what do you think happens when you die? You I don't there's, know. there's, like, nothing? No, I don't know. I would like to that's... believe that there are spirits and then, you know, you go off and you do all the things that you tell me. Like, they go off and have jobs or they come back or they're reincarnated and there's this whole other world that happens. I would like to believe that that's true because that sounds pretty awesome. I just don't yeah, know totally because I, I don't know. It. It's true. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's so weird for me because, like, you know, sometimes I'm, like, a skeptic with with psychics, too. I'm like, how do they know that, you know? Like, I'm totally a skeptic, too, when it comes to other people. But I feel like with the other side, especially, I know it to be so true and that it's so normal for me that I can't imagine believing anything else. It's yes. just like ever since I was a kid, I was a dead people. So, you know, like, of course there's something I else. don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I've seen dead people, but I still question what I saw. So, like, what do you think? You're thinking you're having, like, a bad trip? I never really did acid before. So, like, I don't have that excuse <laughs> of, like, oh, she did too much acid. I've never done it before. I'm not admitting to anything, but I'm just saying that I don't know. I don't know what I'm seeing. I think that you're right. Maybe I do believe it, and I want to know that. Like I want, I can't admit it, and so I'm still at a battle within myself. I'm not sure. But going back to the point that okay. Fenway might be. So the whole thing was you had talked to Fenway, you had talked to Ventura, and Ventura was saying that he's Fenway, and so then I got Fenway, and. Before Ventura died, I told him that he needed to come back, first of all, as a poodle and hopefully a black and white poodle. And Fenway is an Aussie doodle who's black and white. And I just got his new haircut the other day. And when they shaved him, I found out he had all these spots I didn't know. So he's just (laughs) like Ventura. He's like a Dalmatian. He's got all these black and white spots. So whether I believe it or not. Which is not like a doodle or an Aussie. Yeah, so I don't I don't understand how this is happening. This is when this is when my questioning just becomes I don't know. I right. don't know. And so my my brain's going to blow up. 
The real test was whether Fenway, because Ventura loved bananas. He went cuckoo crazy over bananas. Yes. So the test was, will Fenway eat a banana? <laughs> and so about an hour ago, my mother, who I, I'm at her house today, uh, my mother decided to do this test, and he eats bananas, like loves them, <laughs> gobbles them up. Of course. Of course. of course. So that's what's going on over here in my new. And granted, remember, I didn't want Ventura back. She's not like yes. one of those people who's like, please come back to me. I want my dog back. Ventura pretty much told I against her will he was coming back. <laughs> it's so Ventura. It's so him. <laughs> He's so persistent, that guy. He's lying down <laughs> here right now, the Spenway. Ventura 2.0 over here. Ventura 2.0. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you're calling him? No, I call him Fenway. Okay. Fenny. Fenster. Maybe I can call him Ventura. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Ventura. Okay, let's get to some calls. Our first caller is uh, Rachel calling in about her uh, cat who is named Cayenne. And Cayenne is a tuxedo. He's uh, four months old and starting to bite his older brothers. And uh, it's getting a little bit out of control. And so let's find out what we can do to um, stop him from doing this. Rachel, tell us what uh, what is he exactly doing? Hi. Um, he actually will chase them around, and he'll bite them either on the flank, like right on their hip, or else he'll aim for um, right above their their toes. So he's he's going for like the the delicate, unprotected part of the leg. And since he's trying to throw his kitten feet, still, it's. It's really, really not making them happy. They are, they're complaining. Mm. Lots of sounds, um, uh, lots of griping, that sort of thing. And um, he's getting sat on and scruffed and all manner of of stuff like that. Um, You know, that behavior is very common for kittens. Because yeah. they don't they don't know yet what the regular calming signals are all about. Yeah. So um so um so but let's talk to him about it. And so what exactly is he what are the what are the other kitties doing? Um, when he when he bites they actually will, will make sounds. I mean like they'll get like that meow and from nutter and then like trilling from night and um and then they'll run away from him and he'll chase them and like try and jump on them or bite their tails and then they just get all out of sorts and it usually leads to a whole thing where we've got to split them up and let them all cool down so he's he's just he's pushing too much and they're trying to be nice but okay. he's you, he's reaching that point. Okay, I'm going to tell him you might have to cut him off too and be the one that stops him and maybe even separate them for a while and just give him some some cool off time. Okay. Um, but let's let's get Cheyenne and um, Cheyenne. tell him 
Cayenne, sorry. Cayenne. It's okay. And tell him to leave Nutter Butter and Night alone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Cayenne. What do you say? So I'm telling him that I'm Cayenne honey, it hurts when you bite your brothers like on the neck and when you bite them on the legs. That hurts. It's not playing. It's not playing. You have to learn to play a different way. See if you can kind of pounce near them but not touch their body because when you touch their body, it hurts. I touch their body and say hi. I say you wrestle with me. I say wrestle with me on the ground. And when they say stop it, I say come on, let's do it some more. Oh, my gosh. Um, sweetheart, Mommy's going to have to put you in the, another room. If you keep doing it, Mom's going to have to put you in the other room. So what I want you to do is when you feel like you're going to bite their leg or bite their neck or go and chase them, I want you to lick and yawn and blink your eyes and calm yourself and make a different decision. And you got to try and be really creative. You got to see if you can find a creative way to get your brothers to play with you without actually hurting them or touching their body. You got to start watching the other cats, like how it makes them feel when you do things. It makes them feel energetic. They'll be quiet. (laughs) They'll be quiet and then they'll have energy. Oh, no. That's funny. I think that maybe we should play your calming signal song, Rachel. I know. Do they, they know the song? To... Here we Do go. Do the cats know the song? Oh, no. I'm playing Here the song we go. right now. To calm down our anxiety, there's steps that we can take. Sometimes all of the difference comes from changes that we make. We lick, we yawn, we blink our eyes, we stretch and look away. We lick, we we blink our eyes, we stretch and look away. These things that work for kitties work for little doggies too. If we feel scared or worried, then we all know what to do. We lick, we yawn, we blink our eyes, we stretch and look away. Yeah, that's the calming signal song that they all get. <laughs> that is a great song. For all of you, Rachel had created that song. Yeah, I sing it to them while I'm making their food. <laughs> I love it. Well, you need to sing it to him when he's going after his brother. I know. I'm trying to convince him that when he feels like that, he can come over to me and tell me that it's time to play, and I'll play with him. But he wants to play with his brothers more. I know, Rachel. Maybe what you could do is when he's heading towards his brother, see if you can cut him off and bring him to, like, a toy basket and then play with him with the toy basket. But his, that age, four months old, is very, I mean, of course we want to talk to him. And, of course, we want to tell him the calming signals and just make him more and more conscious. And the more and more we talk to him, the more he's going to get used to listening to us and the more he's just going to be more conscious in general. And, of course, he should know about the calming signals, licking, yawning, blinking his eyes, stretching, and away. But but also it's very age-appropriate. At four months, they're they're not that much attention. 
about yeah their own body movements, let alone learning how to pay attention to someone else's. Really nice yeah. and nutter. It would be great if they could step it up and see if they could train him a little bit more. And uh, okay. it's just going to take – it will take time, but it, it is age-appropriate somewhat. Yeah, so it is. So uh, I really but, appreciate it. It's just – it really is that it's stressing the boys out because they're, they're trying not to hurt him because they know that they're so much bigger than he is. But yeah. I think sometimes they've got to turn around and just – and cut him off a lot faster. Yeah, give him a big – swipe before it even starts or just like hiss yeah. at him or no telling them to do that. Do you hear that night and nutter? You've got to like kind of up the ante a little bit. So if he, so what happens is for, with the older animals when they're getting sort of bugged, they'll first do like a lick or yawn and a look away and then if the other animal doesn't get it, they're going to up it a little bit and they might do a growl or a snarl or and then if they, if they still don't get it, then they might do a swipe. And if they still don't get it, they might actually attack. And that's, yeah. that's when a lot of times people call me and say, oh, my older dog is picking on my puppy. Well, actually, oh, no. it's probably appro- appropriate. So Knight and Nutter need to know that it's okay to, if he's not yeah. paying attention to their signals to kind of be a little bit more firm with them too. Because yeah. really we'll other, animals, when they do. Yeah, other animals are the best teachers of that way better than we can be. That's why it's so important that our animals are well socialized with other animals. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes we just need to say, okay, our, this animal is older and this one's younger and I need to separate them for a while to give the older ones a break. Yeah. And that's okay, too. Okay. So, Rachel, Hi, I have right. a well, question. Um, would it be okay if um, I turned that into, like, I, I played some music behind it and we can turn that into a song? You can go right ahead. I don't mind. <laughs> awesome. Normally it gets a little bit tweaked for a situation. If there's something weird going on, I'll turn that into a different verse for them. But that's the pretty standard version of, okay, it's oh. time. Let's all sing the calming signal song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I maybe I'll put the musical accompaniment to it. So that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I. Okay. Well, th- call us back in a few months and let us know how Kyan's doing. Absolutely. Thank you so okay. much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That is the cutest song ever. I know, isn't it? It gets stuck in so, your head. It's really good. It does. It's so catchy. <laughs> it is really catchy. I mean, from a musical standpoint, it's actually a pretty good song. <laughs> I'm really going to I'm going to try and put some musical accompaniment to it. Oh, good. Good. I can't wait. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a cover. It'll be my cover tune. Um, so I'll do it. Uh, so now we're going to be speaking with Pat Brer from the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society, who's been on our show before. And um, she's going to tell us a little bit about the SGV Humane Society. Welcome to the show, Pat. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, yeah, thank you for being on. Can you tell us um, how you got into animal rescue again? And I know on on your paper, <laughs> on your bio, it's kind of a funny story, it seems. 
It is. I was actually at the car dealership having the oil changed in my car, and while I was waiting, there was a flyer on the bulletin board that had kind of yellowed over time, and it had those little tear-off strips at the bottom, and the flyer was asking for volunteers for the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society, and nobody had torn one off, and I felt so badly that I tore one off and called and said I'd like to volunteer. So I went in, filled out my application, and I barely handed it in when the RVT of the shelter walked in the door and she was told, here's your new volunteer, and they put me to work right away. So I was there seven days a week for three months helping her clear out animals from isolation, and that was it. So it's and now you're the life. director. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually president of the board of the Humane Society, so it's been quite an exciting journey, and I couldn't imagine my life any different. I love it. This was definitely what I was meant to do. So all because of an oil change. That's amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> wow. And uh, today we're going to be talking to a cat. What's his name? Yes, his name is Blix. Blix has actually been with us since February of 2010, so quite a while. Mm. But we have the good fortune at our shelter to be able to allow our um, adoptable cats and dogs the time that they need to find their forever home. And we're really stunned that Blix hasn't found his yet, but I think he'll know exactly who the person needs to be when they walk in that door. And he resides in our Meow Manor, which is our free-roaming cat room. Mm, nice. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So we want to ask him, like, what his ideal person would be and if there's anything really special he would like. Yes. So this way, okay. if they walk in the front door, we can steer them straight to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get him. He's so handsome. He's a beautiful big cat. Oh, my God. He's gorgeous. He is. Blix, honey, are you listening? What would you like to, what kind of home would you like? Do you know what kind of home you would like? I want a nice man. A kind of nice man I can sit on his lap. And someone who's going to live longer than me. I wouldn't mind a woman either. But there's something about a man that I would like. He doesn't mind middle-aged kids, but not ones that would pull my tail. And I'm not a mean cat. I wouldn't bite or grab them. Maybe he's getting that from the other kitty we just spoke to. I think so. <laughs> And the other thing is, this home that I have now, there's a lot of nice people here. And sometimes I feel bad for some of the people because they get so attached to us. And I think they're sad when we leave. And I don't want anyone to be sad for me. I want people to put my picture up, and it says that Blix found his forever home. That would be a good thing to write. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Are there oh. pictures up of, like, the animals that need homes? Uh, there are, there, and we post a little adopted sign on them as they get adopted, and his is posted in the lobby waiting for that adopted sign. Oh, so he wants oh, an adopted God. sign. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, how cute. I know. Oh, oh God, honey, this honey, to my eyes. Gonna, yeah, you're going to find it, like, so... Blix, honey, um, you can try to manifest it and really think about it. Have you seen anyone that has come into the shelter that looks like that person? Because when someone comes in, you go up to them because people love that story of the cat picked them. So if you see someone you like, you just go right up to them. Sometimes I get a little shy, especially if they have smells on them. Well, you got to get really brave then. You have to get really, really brave. I like it if they pet me when I'm lying down. Sometimes I wish I had more food. <laughs> You're not looking very thin, though, honey. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> but I like food. And I like different tastes. I like lots of different flavors. Do you feed him wet food? Yeah, they get wet food every day. Yeah. Yeah, but so he's wants like a variety. <laughs> I'll make sure I order it for him. <laughs> so cute. That's so funny. So, like, and the, like to, let me just ask him, what does he like to play with? I like a toy that's like a feather. One that looks like a bird that's going to fly. Do you know that one? Yes, I do. In fact, we have a picture of him playing with feathers. We call him the uh, feather teaser jump champion. Oh. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I mean, you said you were so fat here. That's funny. <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah. I know, but you're so right. He is shy. He'll, when people come to visit, he'll start walking towards them, but the other cats all get ahead of him, so then he kind oh. of gives up. Yeah, and oh. that's why people tend to not see him because he kind of fades to the background. But he would be such a love. He'd be a perfect couch potato cat and, mm. you know, a few few dangles of a feather teaser, and he'd, he'd be all set. Hey, you know, have you ever seen those little, um, those little like, clip-ons? They look like little ties, and you can clip no. on their collar. Yeah, they're like little, they look like either little bow ties or like little ties. Uh-huh. And you can just put them on their tires and they they look like little gentlemen, but I wonder if that would like, if you would wear it, if it would bring like people to look at him. Well, we're going to try it because I know I have. Uh, one in our in our costume drawer for cats, and as soon as oh, I oh you do yeah yeah let we, me yes. tell him that's why you're gonna put it on him okay and so, do you have um, um sorry can I ask Pat um do yeah, you yeah, have uh, visiting so what are your visiting hours or how do people come in and look at him or look at some of the other animals that you might have at the uh, humane society. 
We're open six days a week, Tuesday through Sunday from 10 to 4.30. And everyone is welcome to come visit us and see all of our gorgeous cats, kittens, puppies, and dogs. Um, our staff knows each and every one of them by name, by personality, and we can certainly do a great love match um, for anyone interested in, in adopting any of our pets. That is Aww. perfect. He, he said and he'll wear the tie part-time. Only part-time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure it's just part-time when I order some different flavored foods other than our usual salmon or chicken. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He can, he can wear it during showtime when people are... Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll pick our busy days, and that could be his, Blix is wearing a tie today. Oh, actually, oh, that could be a great poster in the office. Yeah, it could we'll, we'll be. A, we'll, yeah, we'll take a picture of him with the tie on and post it in the office and say, Blix is wearing a tie today. Please be sure to visit him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he would love that. Yeah, we have lots of fun at the shelter. <laughs> Well, Pat, tell us about your uh, Monster Match fundraising event this month. It's so exciting. Um, it's going to culminate um, on Halloween night, but some very, very generous donors to the Humane Society have challenged us to raise matching funds, and they've play- pledged $30,000. So all we have to do oh, wow. is raise the matching amount for a grand total of $60,000, we're nearly halfway there, and mm-hmm. we are so excited. People are stopping in, dropping off checks, dropping off change, dropping off bills. So we are so sure that we're going to make it, but we need everybody's help. And we're calling it Monster Match because to us, this is a monster amount of money for our little humane society. We've always been known as the little shelter that could, and we're 89 years old this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. That so is any- so amazing. Yeah. And then in November, we're having our Tea for Tails High Tea. It's on November 9th at 2 p.m., and anyone can call the shelter for more details. But it's a high tea and doggy fashion show. We have a special speaker who will talk about dog behavior and training, and it's always a sold-out event. So if anyone would like to attend, get your reservations in now. Um, And the shelter can be reached by calling 626-286-1159. And they'll give everyone the details of both Monster Match and our Tea for Tails. And you can also find uh, the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society at www.sgvhumane.org. Correct. Sgvhumane.org. So for all you listeners, please, please do the Monster Match. Uh, go to sgvhumane.org and find out more information on how you can do that. And uh, let's find out from Blix last words. Blix? Oh, last word, Blix. Just tell them I'm really excited to find a home. And I know they're going to be so happy for me. And thank you for getting me a different flavor. He's got it. <laughs> okay, so Pat, you must promise us to send us a photo if you do take a picture of him with a tie, with a bow tie. Yes. 
I most definitely will. You can count thank on you. it. Okay. You're thank welcome. you so much, Pat. <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much. That's Pat Brer from the San Gabriel Valley Humane Society. Again, their website is sgvhumane.org. That's sgv for valley, humane.org. And please go and uh, do their Monster Match fundraising event because this is like one of those rare shelters, you know, that take care of their animals and are able to, you know, it's no kill. And they have awesome cat manners and they're just a great, great group. So please go ahead and uh, go to sgvhumane.org. Yay! And go visit Blix. With his I know. Pot. My God, I don't know why he's not adopted. He's such a sweet guy. Yeah, he's really cute. You gotta get him adopted. I want him adopted. Well, let's all envision that for him. Yes, let's all envision Blix having his forever home with a nice nail. I can see him with like a lap. bow tie and a top hat. <laughs> okay, let's I go to our next caller. <laughs> so I don't a couple calls ago or a couple shows ago, we had um Gizmo who's also on our Facebook page. Do you see it? Sweet baby Gizmo. I'm gonna tell you here From in one the, second if I see Gizmo. Um yes, I see sweet baby Gizmo. Okay, so Gizmo, oh, yeah, Gizmo went to the chiropractor. So well, right? yeah. yeah. Talk to Lisa. So you went, Lisa, you went to the chiropractor and then they did acupuncture? Yes, they did acupuncture, not chiropractic. Why? Okay. I wonder. I wondered how the, she doesn't seem to be, she seems to be a little worse to me. <gasps> Wondering oh, how she is worked for her. I wonder why they didn't adjust her, did they say? No, I was surprised that they just said they would do the acupuncture. So I thought doctor knows best. That's so weird. She did, did she check her and say, like, she needs to be adjusted or she doesn't need she to be adjusted? Hip, she said hip dysplasia and said she would do acupuncture on her this week and then again for the next three weeks, and then we'd go from there. Oh, that's so weird. I've never met an animal that didn't need to be adjusted, although my chiropractor came over today and Luca didn't need to be adjusted but I um I'm surprised um okay but you think she's doing worse well let's all think hope it's a healing crisis where she gets worse before she gets better what I'm hoping um okay let's get sweet baby gizmo gizmo you gizmo wake up she says she has a hard time lifting her head up And I feel like my ears are clogged. And my back is really hurting me. Oh, my goodness. So it's so hard to walk even moving my shoulder blades. Do you remember? Sorry that I talked to so many. I don't remember everything that they said. What did she say last time? Did she say that it was her She said that her back before? hurt. We didn't talk about her head or her ears. Oh, um, and like her shoulders feel stiff. Like when she tries to move her shoulders to walk, it feels stiff. 
You know what? I wonder. It almost sounds a little bit like, did she get a, um, where do you guys live? Like, what, what state? Connecticut. Did you get a Lyme disease or a tick panel done on her? We actually did have one done on her. And she was clean. She didn't have it. This was probably six months ago, but I could have it again. Yeah, I'd maybe pull some blood on her again and see if for all the tick-borne viruses, because it does sound a little bit like Lyme disease, too. Okay. Um, I wonder what else is sort of like that. And then what about, I'm kind of wondering if maybe you need to switch vets. Where are you in Connecticut? We're in Newington. We brought, this was a vet that we brought her to that specialized in chiropractic. Oh, right. I drove her all the way to another town for an hour from here. So glad that you did that, but I'm so, it's so strange to me they didn't adjust her. Um, I've never heard of that. She said hip dysplasia. Right, but she, how old is, is baby Gizmo again? She'll be 10 in January. Yeah, and she shouldn't be this bad off. Something I know. Else go, something else is going on. It's not just hip dysplasia. Okay. Um, um, and did they, did they do, did they take x-rays of her hips? Yeah, we had x-rays of her whole, oh. they call it a CAT scan on her because she's so tiny, it's hysterical. Oh. We get the whole body in the x We We brought the x-rays to them from earlier this year. They didn't take more. Oh. Okay. Um, Gizmo, honey, is there anything else you can tell us? I just don't feel good at all. And I'm losing my appetite. I don't know what's happening to me. When was the last time you took a blood panel on her? Probably three or four months ago. Oh, my I've God. I've been bringing her. She's been since Christmas. I will bring her again, yes. Yeah, get her to pull blood on her again. I would do a full blood panel and a tick panel on her. Okay. Does, does she not move around at all? She does, but she stops herself. So you know she's not happy. She wants yeah, to play. Yeah, her back is hurting. And, like, you probably have tried painkillers, right? Yes. I think I'm so upset about that that woman didn't adjust her. But, I, I mean, I can but she didn't. We're going she back didn't, yeah, I know, but I'm upset that she didn't just, I mean, I've never, I, I've never heard of an animal that didn't need to be adjusted. I mean, Luca gets adjusted every few months, so when he's young, so I can understand why he didn't need it because he's holding it. But like an older animal or an animal that's sick or, you know, I mean, there's usually something that they can do. And, um, and I, I'm wondering if maybe, and so you went to a specialist and they, they're the ones that took the, the x-rays? She didn't take the x-rays. Another specialist took the x-rays and we brought them there. Because we've been trying like, taking her from doctor was, to doctor for 10 months now, trying oh to help God. her. Oh, my gosh. Um, can you email me privately? I'm going to send you the name of another chiropractor that comes to Connecticut. Okay. And... Um, and How do I email you privately on the Facebook page? Uh, yeah, just email me through the Facebook. That's perfect. Through the, you can Facebook message me. 
And that's Pet Psychic Radio is that Facebook page. Yeah, I got you right on right on now. Um, but, yeah, I would like you to do another blood panel, but I also would like you to be with a vet who says, hey, let's pull some more blood, because you shouldn't just be hearing that from me after three months. Okay. You should be hearing that from your vet. So, yeah. Um, little one, is there anything else you want to tell your mom? Is there anything else you want to tell her? Anything you want to tell mommy? I still want to get better. Don't give up hope. Oh, we're not going to ever give up hope, Gizmo. You know your mom is not never... Gizmo. Nope. She's not going to still. Aww. Aww. Yeah, well, let us know what happens when you run some more blood. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thank you Lisa. Prayers. Yeah, sending Gizmo love and healing energy. God, her back her so, I know, and she said it again, so I thought for sure. Ugh, I don't want her to hurt. Me neither. Yeah. Maybe, she, maybe she's got Lyme and it didn't come up the first time. I don't know. Maybe. I guess we'll find out. I hope they call us back. Right. Uh, so go on our um, Facebook page right now and go under uh, recent posts and you can see a picture from Molly. There's a picture of Annabelle who's at the Russell Refuge. Do you see? Oh, yeah. Very yeah. cute. Annabelle. And she's, she's awaiting like adoption. A wired Yay, she's a wired-haired Jack Russell. And that's what she looks like. And, and yep, they want to know... Like what kind of home she's looking for. Well, let's ask sweet little Annabelle. Hey, Annabelle, honey, what kind of home do you want? Do you know what kind of home you'd want? I like a home where we can play bouncy ball. And a home that likes to run. And a home where people scratch my butt. And if they're going to get dirt out from underneath my paws, they got to do it gently. I like cuddly pillows. And I like sunshine with shade. I like to race around in circles. And I want my owners. And I want them to kneel down and say, listen. You are a great dog, and you're going to keep learning. And I want to learn a lot. I know some things already, but I want to learn more. I like car rides, even though sometimes they make me a little nutty. I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> we so, will Annabelle. I can't tell how old she is. I wonder how old she is. I'm not sure, but you can, you know, for all of our listeners, you can go to our chat room on Blog Talk Radio, and Molly is in there, and she's from WrestleRefuge.org oh, in New York. Yeah, so you can ask her questions if you're interested or, uh, or interested in their rescue and interested oh, yeah, in about Annabelle. Four. About four. Oh, so four Molly. Four years old. Oh, so, Molly and Annabelle. I hope Cute. you get your forever home 
I know, me too. God, she should go fast, though, you would think. Yeah. Oh, Molly just wrote, she's been hit by a car, so her back leg is healing. Oh. Oh, no wonder. So she's probably wanting to chase ball and run fast after she heals. Totally. That makes sense. Well, good luck to you guys. Uh, to you ladies, I should say. And uh, our next caller is Sylvia with Roxy, whose picture we don't have, but um, Roxy is a Chihuahua female. She's black with kind of a, she's a French bulldog mix, so her nose isn't as pointy as a normal, you know, like a regular Chihuahua. And she's always saying, looking at her parents, asking, um, saying something, like looking looking at them. Right, Hi. Sylvia? Hi. How are you? Hi, yeah. Good. Yeah, she, so, she, she talks to us a lot. We, we want to know what she's saying, other than I want a treat, because she always wants a treat. <laughs> and her name is, is Roxy, did you say? Yes. Okay, let's get Roxy. I also say pick me up so I can get closer. And sometimes I want to go to this place. Oh, it looks it looks like it has, like, the trunks. Um, it looks like, I don't know if it's wooded, but it looks like the trunks of the trees, like, lift out of the ground. And I like to walk on those. Do you know what she's talking about? Like bark? No, I don't think it's bark. I think it's the actual, um, the roots of the trees. That's weird. Do you know what she's talking about? Sometimes well, like, I picture it like a forest, because, but sometimes it could be like just like on the side of your dress. Well, Roxy, where exactly is it? Where is it exactly? It's not a far walk from here. And it's under a tree. And it's fun to walk on the roof. It's like um, it's like uh, she likes it because it's it's difficult, but it might not look difficult to you because it looks low to the ground. You don't know where she's talking about, though. Well, there's a palm tree in the back, and there's a bunch of dates on the bottom. I don't know if it has any roots. I mean, she she likes going there, but we don't like her to go there because she tends to try to eat the dates, and there's some doggy poo there, and. Yeah, you know, you don't I don't want her think that's it because I think I would have seen. I don't think that's it because I think I would have seen her eating, and it doesn't look like a palm tree. It more it looks more like the fig tree roots or like an oak tree root that are like oh, actually really? above ground a little bit. That's weird. I can't think of it. And the other thing is like I don't want to wear a lot of clothing. That itches my sides. I don't like itching my sides. Can you put a, like a tutu or something on her? Well, she was shivering this morning, so I, I put on a little sweater on her. She doesn't like that, huh? <laughs> oh, do you not like the sweater that you had on today, Roxy? No, it itches my sides. It's like just bel- It's like the end of the sweater. Is it too small? Uh, Roxanne, do you think it's too small for you? No, it just itches. Oh, I'm sorry, little. 
And I like peanut butter. She what? She likes peanut butter. It's something like creamy, like peanut butter. When did you ever have peanut butter? Do you know something that would look like peanut butter to me or taste like peanut butter that she's gotten? Well, she might accidentally, I mean, we don't feed her people food. It's certainly not peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely thought like a peanut butter. I'm pretty sure it's peanut butter. Can they eat peanut butter? Uh, Yeah, they can eat peanut butter. Like a lot of people put um, peanut butter like in Kongs for puppies. Um, But what else? Have you ever given her anything creamy like that? Uh, Not that, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, it's peanut butter, butter, she says. I'm pretty sure it's peanut butter because it's (laughs) it's also like that sticking to the roof of her mouth feel. Oh, okay. I have had it, she says. I wonder who gave her peanut butter. Do you eat peanut butter? My husband's a big peanut butter lover. But he, oh. he doesn't generally give her people food, but sometimes, you know, she'll... Oh, I bet know, he gave it, it to her. Bite. You gave <laughs> it to her, she got it off of a plate or something. <laughs> That's funny. You'll have That's to ask cute. him. Yeah. Have you ever shared your peanut butter with a rotten feet? <laughs> Um, well, you'll have to let us know if you find out where that place is that she wants to walk. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's on your property. I think it's off your property in the walking oh. distance. Oh, okay. Great. And okay. let us know if your husband gave uh, gave her peanut butter. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Thank That'll you so much. <laughs> Bye. So cute. She's uh, telling on her dad. <laughs> I know. You know, sometimes things don't, like, make sense right away. And then you then you sit with it for a while, and then people are like, oh, okay, I got it, I got it, I get it. I know exactly I just, where that place is. I just so. think it's funny when animals tell um, or, like, reveal something about their mom or their dad and the other partner doesn't know. Like, for instance, doesn't one know. time. Yeah, like, for instance, that one time when my cat... Rosa told you that she wanted wet food, and my ex-husband, John, didn't give her wet food that day, and he, like, just threw the, the crunchy food, the dry food in there, cause, oh. and he, she, like, complained to me. Oh, my God. I have the funniest, I have a funny story about that. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Say so, it. I was working. Every October, I work bunny bunny festival, and it's like this big festival where like all these bunnies come, and there's like bunnies and guinea pigs, and they have that you can do bunny agility, and they have all like these organic bunny like like houses and and hay things, and it's just like amazing this place, and you can see a vet, and you can get their nails trimmed, and you can talk to a pet psychic. So um, so I just see like maybe 50 bunnies, one right after the other, you know, during the day. Mm-hmm. And um, this man and his wife, they were, like, in their 70s. They brought one of those giant bunnies. And at Bunny Festival, there are bunnies, like, in strollers. There's bunnies on leashes. There's bunnies in people's hands. There's bunnies in crates. There's bunnies everywhere. So this guy and his wife brought this huge, gigantic rabbit. I forget what they're called, but it was, like, it's like three feet long when she when you would hold him, 
And, yeah. um, and so he came and he put the bunny on the table and the woman was like a total skeptic. She was like, I don't believe this. This is like a waste of money, waste of time. I mean, it goes to bunny, the bunny rescue, but anyway. So um, the bunny was talking about things and he, he was like all into it. The husband, he was like, yeah, 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 right. He gets it, he gets it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then she says, the bunny goes, what I love the most is when my dad turns the music on and we dance for hours around the house. And the woman goes, <laughs> the woman goes, oh, my husband doesn't do that. And he turned bright red and he goes, yes, I do, honey. <laughs> oh, so cute. That is so funny and so cute <laughs> isn't it oh I yeah. loved it oh I'll <laughs> never forget it the look on her face <laughs> I know it's so funny you have like the most interesting stories like that I, I love those stories <laughs> when they, I know. they say something and they're just I mean animals are like children you know they just are so honest and and just will say the truth They'll just say the truth. They'll just, like, tell on you or... Yeah. I mean, I love it when they tell people, like, they tell women all the time, like, your boyfriend's not good for you. He's not nice. Like, why don't you just believe him? <laughs> oh. You're making a bad decision about being with him. <laughs> that's, so, so that's you know, that's a great idea. Hey, if anyone has... um questions they want to ask their animal about uh, relationship advice, maybe what they think of your partner, call us next week. Maybe we should do that. Oh, should we do a theme? Yeah. I'm not going to be here next week. No show next week. week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no show next week. I'm I'm going to New York. My family celebrates Halloween a week early. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Yeah. And then so. I'll be in New York the following week, actually. Oh, you, I should oh, you will. plug my show. Yeah, I'm going to be playing, um, I'm playing in my band. It's called Cannibal Valley. And uh, we'll be playing a show in New York, our first live show. And that's going to be on October 30th at the R Bar in uh, Manhattan um, on oh. Bowery Street. So, oh, my come. God. What is that All oh, Hallows Eve you're doing it on? I know, and then we're hoping we're going to be in Baltimore the next day, but we'll see if that's going to actually happen or not. Maybe I can play our tune on the uh, outro of the show. So if you like my yes. music, come and check check it out. Come talk to me, say hi, and we can talk about animals and listen to music and have a great time. Uh, let's go to Storm King. Is he okay. going to be system? Because yeah. you know what? I read on your blog about how you're thinking about writing a book with him. Yeah. Well, not a book. Well, I write a column every week, and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing Stormy's Words of Wisdom, doing like a Dear Stormy column. Oh, cool. all of you out there, please email me. You can either email through Facebook, our Pet Psychic Radio page, or email me at laura at thepetpsychic.com with Dear Stormy in the subject line if you have any questions for Stormy. 
and I'll be awesome. posting those on my on my website. Okay, um, Stormy. At, okay, Stormy, honey. Words of wisdom today, honey. What kind of words of wisdom do you want? When you're feeling lonely, think about all the friends you have. And if you haven't seen them for a while, write them a letter or pick up the phone and call them. And when you make an effort, they'll make an effort. Friends are important. That's a good one, Stormy. Do you know why he said that? I think I've been writing a lot of letters lately. You know, I'm putting them oh. in the mail mm-hmm. rather than emails. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's I'm seeing like, that. I'm going to get back to letter writing. Yeah, is that <laughs> why, honey? Not because I've been feeling lonely. Have you been feeling lonely? No, but some of your listeners are lonely. How do you oh. know, honey? And I can just tell. You know what he's saying? All the animals out there know this. You came into your people's life to change them for the better. So just be patient and they'll grow with you. Enjoy them and enjoy your life. Aww. That's pretty good, huh? That's great, Stormy. You are so wise. I would love to read your column. I know, Stormy. Everybody wants to read your column, honey. Everybody. Well, tell everybody to start writing me. Okay, we will. We definitely will. Okay. Well, until uh, we're off next week. So it'll be the following week when you can call in live. And uh, talk to your animals. Until then, go to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication and uh, private consultations with Laura. Also, like us on facebook.com slash petpsychicradio and follow us on Twitter at thepetpsychic. And I'm going to little outro the song called Haunt Me by my band Cannibal Valley. And uh, we won't get to listen to the whole thing, but you can get a little clip of it. So check it out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. animals.